Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What up, bitches? Welcome back to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. I am Francesca Amber, your host, and this week we are talking about something that just seems to be cropping up quite a lot in my life recently. And this is the idea that our environment affects our life, affects our quality of life, the way that we live, both consciously and unconsciously, as well as our mindset, way more than we think. And the more that I delve into this work, the more that I'm like, oh boy, your your environment, whether it is your bedroom that you are renting in a shared house or your own, you know, you know, your own home or even just your office or your desk at work, whatever it might be, even your car, your car is your environment. It's all your environment. Um, it really affects you so, so much. And what I've learned is that your environment can either support you in your goals and can help you to live your best goddamn life and achieve your goals. Or it can be the biggest hindrance and be something that keeps dragging you down purely by its design. So obviously, we want to help ourselves to live our best goddamn lives and keep the promises that we make to ourselves. And we can do this in so many ways using our environment. So if you guys like this kind of shit, I can come back with way more episodes about all different areas of your home and how you can help support yourself in your goals and dreams and the way that you want to live your life using your home and your environment. But today I want to focus on creating a workspace for success. So like I say, the reason that I have been thinking about this recently so much is for many reasons, but I've been really interested in the idea of spatial alchemy. This was a term that was coined by a um, an interior designer called Olga Nyman. And check out her page on Instagram if you like. It's 
really, really interesting about how we design our homes and how we place things in our homes really affect the way that we live. And I've noticed, you know, your girl's done a few home renovations in her time, okay? I've done a few goddamn home renovations. I'm talking at least five, five or six. I've done enough for like several lifetimes. Um, And what I've noticed is sometimes you can decorate a space, you can make everything exactly how you wanted, and you can buy the most beautiful, beautiful dining table that has a glass top and is all driftwood underneath and looks absolutely banging. And it can feel like shit. The space can feel absolutely like shit. So I'm definitely speaking from personal experience here. When I did a kitchen extension in my old house, I thought that I had thought through everything. And I ended up buying this dining table that legit we used one time. We never, ever sat at this dining table. There was something about it that was just so uncomfortable, like the glass was too cold, the edges were too pointy, the the driftwood underneath, it was it was beautiful, looked lovely, but it was uncomfortable to sit at. It just didn't work. And as I've just moved into my new home a year ago, and I've been again undergoing another kitchen extension and renovation, I was really keen to not make the same mistake. And so I started looking into this is going to sound crazy, but like the psychology of dining tables, right? This is a goddamn thing. This is a thing. You can look this up. And there is a lot of evidence to support that a round dining table and not just round, it has to be made of wood. It has to be a wooden round table. Basically, is like an instant mood booster for anyone that sits at it. So waiters and restaurant managers have found that people that sit at round tables in the restaurant are likely to stay up to 35% longer and have a better time than people that sit at rectangular tables. So you all know, you've all been on that big group girly dinner where you're at a long ass table and you're stuck down the end. You might be stuck at the end with boring people or you might be stuck at the end where you're like the person on the end so you've got no one opposite you. It fucking sucks. It's awful. It makes your meal terrible. Whereas when you have a round table, everybody is equidistant apart. Everyone is equal. Everyone can see everybody. And you just have a much nicer time. So anyway, I'm not actually talking about dining tables today. She's gone off on a tangent. Um, But I recently spent a lot of time looking for the perfect table. And I found a dining table that was wooden, that was round. And the lady ended up delivering it. She, she hand makes them. Her husband's a French polisher. It's a whole goddamn thing. And we were talking for so long about the spirituality and, and the psychology behind round tables and how how almost like sacred they are. And I've got to tell you guys, since I've had this round table, I have sat at it so much. Everyone that comes into my house naturally just gravitates to this table. We all sit there. I've got really comfortable chairs now. I have alchemized, is that the word? The space for it now to be this place of gathering, this place of sitting and enjoying company and drinking and eating and 
that's something that you can't find on just like a color chart or do you know what I mean? Like a, this is how you should decorate kind of thing. Like this is a real, um, it's a skill. This spatial alchemy is a real skill. And so, yeah, basically I'm balls deep into it. But today I wanted to talk about <laughs> not dining tables actually, um, but creating a workspace for success. Because I know that so many of us um, either work for ourselves or we work from home or we might have a side hustle that we are doing from whatever space we are living in or whatever space that we have. And honestly, <laughs> your workspace and how it is set up will either, like we said earlier, be the biggest support and the biggest helper in helping you to achieve your goals or it will be the biggest thing to hinder you and to hold you back. So let's talk about how to create a workspace for success. Now, a lot of us will not have the space to have a dedicated workspace. Hey, that was me. That was me when I first started this podcast. I would just have a little pile and that little pile was like my laptop, my microphone, my little notebook and it would just move from room to room. And let me tell you, it was goddamn stressful sitting and having that my pile of work just on the side of the sofa at all times constantly made me feel guilty that I wasn't working. It never allowed me to switch off and relax. It ain't good. So that's the first thing is to really try and find a dedicated workspace if you can. Don't use your bedroom. Your bedroom should be the last place that you think of if you want to set up a little desk and have a little work area because your bedroom is for relaxing and restoring and for switching off from the world. So you don't want to open your eyes and see your desk there like it ain't the vibe. So if you don't have a dedicated workspace, that's absolutely fine. I didn't used to have one. But when we read the book Atomic Habits in the book club, Atomic Habits talked a lot about how your environment can be designed to help you achieve your goals. And one of the things that I did at the time was rather than having my pile of work stuff just constantly on the sofa, what would happen is I would come down from putting the girls to bed and then I'd be like, right, everyone's asleep. Now it's time for me to work. But I would sit down on that sofa. The sofa was facing the TV. I would inevitably turn the TV on out of habit. And now here I was on a comfy sofa with a blanket with the TV on and I was expecting myself to feel motivated and inspired to pick up my laptop and work. Did I feel inspired to pick up my laptop and work at nine o'clock at night after a full day of parenting? Did I fuck? I was comfy. I was cozy. I already had Netflix on. I was already binge watching a series. Before you know it, it's midnight and you haven't got your work done. Now, what I learned from Atomic Habits is as I prepared to start taking the girls up to bed, before I did that, before we set foot on those stairs, I would go to my dining table. I would clear the dining table of anything that was on it. I would set out my laptop, plug it in, turn it on. Yes, turn it on. The environment doesn't like me for this, but it was only for like an hour. Turn it on, lay out all my work and have everything ready. Even to the point of like I'd have a glass of water there ready for when I came back. Now, of course, you can see where this is going. It meant that as soon as I came down the stairs from doing the bedtime routine, rather than going sitting on the sofa, I would see that my laptop was open and on and all my work was set out on the dining table. And so, of course, I would go in there 
and I would get my work done. And before I knew it, it was all done and I could sit down and relax and watch my Netflix show. So it really, really transformed the way that I worked and how much I got done and how I felt about work. It absolutely transformed it. Now, I didn't have a dedicated workspace. However, I could create a temporary dedicated workspace by utilizing that dining table in the evening. And if you think of your house, there will be so many areas of your home, I'm sure, that are not used all of the time. So please don't think that you need a home office, that you need a special room. Although if you can have that, let me tell you, it's a bloody delight. I'm living my best life right here in my home office as I speak. Now, if you can have a dedicated space, all the better. When I came to view my house, I absolutely loved that it had a separate floor up on the top. This is like, is it second or a third floor? I don't know. It depends on what country you're in, I guess. But the top floor and all that's up here is a bathroom, a guest room and my office. So I don't ever come up here unless I'm working. So super, super lucky, super isolated from the rest of the house. I'm not going to be disturbed by anybody and I don't pass it in my everyday life. I can shut the door and I'm in work mode. So let's start off with our desk. Where should our desk be? I'm sure you've heard this before, but you should never sit with your back facing the door. Now, this is mostly for work and for business kind of things because it's like if you're facing the door you can see what's coming at you both physically and also like mentally do you know what I mean but some people take this very literally I remember I used to go on a date with this footballer that lived nearby me and he used to always come out with his bodyguard for some reason it was all very random but we used to go to Gilgamesh in Camden and he would drink sake wait is sake the one that's not alcoholic anyway he didn't drink alcohol and I would sit and drink cocktails by myself and eat a load of duck spring rolls and live my best goddamn life. But anyway, he and his security would never ever sit with their back to like the room. He would always make sure that we had a table where his back was against the wall. And I just remember thinking, this guy is paranoid, but I don't know, maybe he was onto something. So having your desk facing the door, but not in line with the door. Now, I'm feeling rather smug because as I sit here, my desk is facing the door, but not in line with the door. Um, And that means that your energy doesn't rush straight out of the door, but you're facing it. You can see what's coming. You don't want to face a window. Now, this is something that really surprised me because I thought a lot of people would choose to have their desk facing the window so you can look out and see the sun and see the sky and see nature and be inspired. But no, according to Feng Shui, if you look out of the window a lot and your desk is facing the window, a lot of your energy is just going to fly straight out of that window. So facing the door, not in line with the door and ideally east. Now I looked and I'm facing kind of north, northeast. I ain't going to change my desk around to face the east. Do you know what I mean? I mean, maybe I should. Do you know what? Maybe as an experiment for this episode, maybe I will turn my desk so it's on the wonk, so it's on the slant, and I will face east and I'll see what will happen to me. I'll update you if anything crazy happens in my career. (laughs) Now, next, let's talk about Bagua. Oh, yes, if you have done any kind of uh, feng shui work in the past, you will know that the Bagua is like basically the map of any area. It can be the map of your home, it can be the map of the room, it can even be the map of your desk. You can upsize it or downscale it to whatever you need it to be. Now, if you stand 
at your door and you look into the office, like you look into the room that you're working in, the top left corner that is the furthest corner away from you. So the furthest left corner that is the furthest away from you is your wealth corner. And of course, this is doubly important when this is in your office. So what do you want to put in your wealth corner? Well, you want to make sure that it's clear of clutter. You want to make sure that it's clean, it's clear. You might want to put a plant there to represent growth. To double up the wealth points, you might want to make that a money plant, aka a jade plant. Um, You could put crystals for wealth there. You could put your wealth bowl in that corner. I have an entire episode about creating a wealth bowl. Um, And you can put anything there that is like inspirational for you to do with wealth. So I have a wealth corner in my home that is my ensuite and it's also a corner of my office. And because obviously it's on each floor. And I actually have some inspirational little postcards that have sayings on them that I just find really inspirational for wealth, basically. Um, Now, the top right hand corner, as you look into the room or this also works for your desk as well. Right. So as you're sat at your desk, the top left corner will be wealth. The top right corner will be relationships. So look at that right hand furthest corner what is that saying about your relationships in your life? Now, this isn't just romantic relationships. The reason that we focus on relationships in the home office and the career section of our lives is because not many of us work completely on our own. Even me that, you know, I may work with one or two people, but I work mainly on my own. I still have a lot of relationships, right? So I have relationships with my listeners. I have relationships with my followers on social media. I have relationships with my suppliers and the the apps and the and the companies that I work with to bring everything to you guys that I do. You know, my book club, I work with Patreon. I have a relationship with Patreon. I have an assistant. I have someone that helps me with content. I have a relationship with all these people and so will you with your business. So even if you think, I don't need any relationships, I'm, you know, sat at home, maybe crafting and, you know, I have an Etsy shop. I don't work with anybody. Well, you do. You still work with your suppliers and you you have a relationship, hopefully, with your clients as well. So relationship corner is really important too. So everyone loves a crystal or five, right? So in your wealth corner, great crystals for this corner is a citrine or an amethyst. And the best thing to do is to cleanse these crystals and to place them with intention. With the law of attraction and with feng shui, anything to do with energy, it is the intention with which you do it that gives it the most power. So I actually feel super inspired by this episode to after this, I am going to give my office not a regular clean, not even a Mrs. Hinch clean, but an energetic clean. So as I'm hoovering, as I'm clearing corners, as I'm getting rid of clutter, as I'm placing things strategically in certain areas, I will be doing it with intention thinking, fucking hell, my life's going to absolutely supercharge after this like oh my god look how dead this wealth corner space is look how dead this relationship corner space is look how I've let clutter pile up in this corner oh my god imagine what it's going to be like once I energetically clean this and I intentionally place things in this area it is all about the intention it's all about the vibe now I mentioned briefly earlier about plants 
plants in the home are so important for so many reasons, but plants in the office even more so. Not only do they improve your air quality, not only does looking at plants make you feel relaxed, makes you feel um, a sense of well-being, but plants in the workspace actually increase productivity by 30%. Isn't that wild? Like, isn't that crazy? I, I can scarcely believe it, to be honest with you. So my home office, I have to admit, I don't have any plants in it right now because it's winter. And I only heat this room or this floor, in fact, when I'm up here. So two days a week, this office is heated. But the rest of the time, this is cold as fuck. So any plants I put up here are going to wither and die and dead plants or dying plants are terrible feng shui. So I don't have any plant. I, I just have fake plants. So I have a fake yucca up here and that has to do until it starts to edge into spring and summer. And then once it's spring and summer, I have some plants in here. So I know that that is a very niche niche point there. I'm sure not many people will have it where they just don't bother heating it when they're not there. But I'm just saying, that's why I don't have any plants in here right now. So add some plants where you can. Now, what about colours? Colours can really affect our mood and they represent all different um, qualities and attributes in feng shui. So my office is white and white represents clarity and productivity. Perfect. I ain't got to paint this shit. It is perfect. I'm keeping it white. Green represents growth and fresh energy and action. So if you feel like you might be getting a little bit stagnant in your work, if you feel like you might need a bit of energy, a bit of a boost, then green, elements of green would be ideal to add into your office. And black, well, black represents wisdom, purpose and wealth. Who doesn't want that kind of shit? And how about what to avoid in your office? Well, I think it's really obvious when we talk about feng shui, when we talk about spatial alchemy, when we talk about creating a workspace that is designed to help you succeed and thrive in your career, we don't need clutter. Clutter will literally block opportunities coming your way. It will block opportunities, it will stifle your creativity and it will mess with your mindset. I don't know about you, but like you know how when your house is messy, it doesn't have to be your office or your workspace, but when your house, your car, anything is messy, your mind feels messy. However, when you have a clean house, like clean house, clean mind, like it really does work. It makes you feel so much more clarity. It makes you feel calmer. It makes you feel like you have more bandwidth. And so having that space and that... um that freedom to like breathe. Like I feel like when there's clutter, you just can't fucking breathe. Like just to look around and be able to just see clear spaces. It is going to do wonders for you in your business and in your work. So what crystals are great for your office? Citrine. Citrine is perfect. It is called the, um, not the gatekeeper's stone. What's it called? The shopkeeper's. The shopkeeper's stone. I'm sure I'm not making that up. It's great for you if you have a business, basically. Pyrite is great for wealth. Tiger's eye, green adventuring, sodalite. These are all fantastic for both your wealth corner and just to have in your office in general. Now, of course, remember that you can cleanse your space as well periodically. We may have periods in our working life or in our business where we have bad things happen. We might have really bad news. We might 
lose a relationship with a client or with a supplier. We may fall out with a co-worker. We may fall on hard times financially. And all of that energy that will be happening around your workplace, around your desk, can remain stagnant in that space and it can really affect how you feel. And so remember to cleanse your space. So you can do this with Palo Santo, it smells lovely. It's a lot less offensive than white sage. If you love the smell of weed and like a hundred roadmen smoking weed in your house, then use white sage by all means. But I prefer to use Palo Santo. You can also use a Tibetan singing bowl or you can even clap into the corners to like move the energy. So this is like not just feng shui, but also kind of going into Shinto beliefs too. But, you know, we are here for the energy. If you believe in the law of attraction, you should really be believing in feng shui and even Shinto beliefs because it's all about energy. So find yourself a dedicated workspace. Set yourself up for success by setting up your area when you need to work and making it easy for yourself to want to go in there and work. Get some plants, clear some clutter, cleanse your space, face your desk east and also facing the door and watch how much your productivity, your motivation and your results in your work and your career just explode. Now, I know because I've done this in the past. I've done it before and I know it works. But as I look around my office now, it just seems to be a magnet for clutter. Like just stuff constantly just seems to be coming in. And I am looking around thinking there are so many things that I could do to make myself feel more vibrant, more alive, more motivated, more inspired and just have better results at work. And who doesn't want better results with their business or with their career? If this really interests you and you want to find out more about feng shui or how you can alchemize the spaces in your house to really help you to achieve your goals, there's a fantastic book that we've done in the book club called Happy Home by Patricia Lohan. No relation of Lindsay, I've asked. Um, and it's a great book. Honestly, that book changed my goddamn life. She talks about mapping out your home, using a compass and finding all the different areas of your home. And basically, when I did this, I found out that my house was completely missing a love and relationships corner. God help me. Um, and so there's things that you can do to remedy any weak spots in your house and it can help you to thrive in all the areas that you want to in life. So check it out. It's called Happy Home. I'll leave a link down below. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, if you did, if you got any value from this at all, number one, please tell me. I love to hear how you love the episodes or I love to hear how you've implemented things into your life. So if you have a little office or workplace shakeup and you want to show me a little before and after, um, come and find me on Instagram. I'm at Law of Attraction Change My Life or at Francesca Amber. And I'd love to see your little office befores and afters. Now, I am actually going to do this myself. So come and find me on Instagram and I'll be putting my little office rejig on there and my little before and afters because I'm looking around it now. I've got about 500 dead wood lice on the floor because she lives in the countryside and for some reason wood lice love my house. I do not know why. Um, but yeah, I've got loads of dead wood lice on the carpet. That sounds gross, doesn't it? Um, and I've just got clutter. I've got stuff in here that is just blocking my energy and blocking the inspiration and the flow and the opportunities. So I will be doing that if you are a fan of a time-lapsed speed clean. But you can also rate, review and subscribe to this podcast, which 
honestly helps me so, so much. It takes two seconds to just click however many stars you want and just leave me a rate and a review. Your review could just be like, great, good, love it. I don't care how short it is. It really helps me. So yeah, if you've got any value from this episode, then please do you girl a solid and go and leave me a rate and review and also follow the podcast so that you get it downloaded to your inbox every single week. Not your inbox. What's it called? Where you get your downloaded episodes. I don't know. It's not an inbox, but you know what I mean. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week. The law of attractions changed my life. It's going to change yours too, bitch. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 